Charing Cross Station was a heaving tangle of nervy women and grizzling children. Cross old people, worried men checking their watches, bewildered young boys in uniforms. Territorial army, Ada guessed, or reservists. Sailors and soldiers. The occasional ARP volunteer elbowed his way through the crowd. Keep to the left. People took them seriously now. Air raid precaution, as if they really did have a job to do. A train to Kent was announced, and the shambles surged forward, a giant slug of humanity. Ada stood her ground, shoved back against the crowd, banged her suitcase against other people's shins. Watch out, miss! The frenzy of the scene matched her mood. What if he wasn't there? What if she missed him? She realised that she had no way of contacting him. He didn't have a telephone. He lived in Bayswater, but she didn't know his address. A woman pushed past her with two children, a boy in grey short trousers and a white shirt, a girl in a yellow smocked dress. In fact, Ada thought, she knew very little about Stanislaus. She didn't even know how old he was. He was an only child, he told her. Both his parents were dead, as was his much-married aunt. She had no idea why he'd come to England. Maybe he was a spy. This was daft. She shouldn't go. She hardly knew him. Her mother had warned her. White slave trade. Stick a pin in you so you fainted and woke up in a harem. And all these people. Soldiers. ARP. There really was going to be a war. Stanislas was wrong. Maybe he was a spy. The enemy. She shouldn't go. She spotted him. He was leaning against a pillar in a navy blue blazer and white slacks, a leather grip at his feet. She took a deep breath. He hadn't seen her. She could turn round, go home. There was time. But then he saw her, grinned, pushed himself forward, lifted his bag and swung it over his shoulder. A spy. A sharp prickle of heat crept up Ada's neck. She watched as he wove his way towards her. It would be fine. Everything would be all right. He was a handsome man despite his glasses. An honest man, anyone could see that. A man of means, too. Nothing to worry about. Silly of her. His face was creased in a broad smile. He walked faster, pleased to see her. This Paris was happening to her. Ada Vaughan of Thede Street, Lambeth, just by the Peabody buildings. The Garde was full of the same sweating turmoil as Charing Cross, except the station was hotter and stuffier, and the crowds noisier and more unruly. Ada was transfixed. Why don't they line up? Why do they shout? She was tired from the journey, too. She hadn't slept the night before, and there wasn't a seat to be had on the train to Dover. The crossing had made her queasy, and the view of the white cliffs receding into a faint stripe of land had unsettled her in ways she hadn't expected. Worry hammered in her head. What if war did come? What if they were stuck here? She couldn't ignore the scrolls of barbed wire on the beaches ready to snare and rip the enemy. The hungry seagulls hovering over the deserted pebbles and bundles of scabby tar waiting for their morsels of flesh. The battleships in the channel. Destroyers, Stanislaus called them hovering hulks of metal.
grey as the water. Then Stanislaus had given her a ring. I hope it fits. He pushed it onto her third finger, a single band of gold. Not real gold, Ada could tell that straight away. You'd better wear it, he said. This was not how she imagined he would propose, and this, she knew, was not a proposal. Her stomach churned, and she leant over the side of the ship. I've booked the room under Mr. and Mrs. von Lieben. The room, her voice was weak. Of course. What else?